0: welcome to the first episode um so this is the first episode and this is I guess sort of a passion project so I guess we'll see how it goes I'm not entirely sure how much of this I'm actually going to keep but um you know this may not be the typical way to do a podcast but I kind of wanted this to be um something that's a lot more authentic not very scripted um just really talking about um real struggles you know things that are that I'm currently going through um or have gone through and how the gospel of Jesus Christ has helped me to really navigate these treacherous waters. <laughs> um I've not done it perfectly and I'm just hoping that this will resonate with others out there that maybe have similar struggles or maybe they you know, maybe there are those of you who um kind of feel the same way. Um I resonates a lot with the parable of the prodigal son and um i guess i'm hoping that if you are a prodigal son that this will speak to you um if you are if you feel like um the woman caught in adultery Not saying that you're actually caught in adultery. If you are, okay, if you're not, I mean, just the thought of of it, please bear with me. Um, I resonate with that parable as well about judgment and people wanting to judge you for what you do as awkwardly as um, maybe not as emotionally intelligent. I don't know. Or just for being different, Um, and even when you do, when you do slip up and make mistakes, you know those eyes that are on you. Um, But then to know that the savior is there, not to blame you, but to help you to get back on your feet and to be on the right path. This podcast might be very chaotic it might be a little all over the place because it's unscripted and um i guess highly experimental we'll just see where it goes you know and as clumsily as i've said all of this if this resonates with you in any way if any of that speaks to you in any way then i hope you stick around this might just be the podcast for you lately um I've been struggling a lot with anxiety and depression um, maybe i mean i've <laughs> I've struggled with it probably all my life with with those two things basically all my life but um it's intensified a lot since. You know, last year, last year being 2021 and there are triggers for these things, even though I have not been officially diagnosed with these things. One, I am predisposed because of, you know, um, my family history and also my family medical history. And also, you know, my therapist has hinted at it. I just refuse to actually do the official diagnosis. I don't know. It's weird because I guess it just makes it that more real for me. Um, So I guess I'm kind of living in a bubble in a sense, you know. Um, Don't judge me. This is is a no-judgment zone. I almost wish this was a vlog so that um, we could count on screen how many times I say the word um but I guess that's what I get for not scripting this and you know I hold on to my clutch words or clutch phrases such as um and you know it's not perfect but we're just making it work so back to the story I have been experiencing a lot of anxiety and um i guess depressive episodes it it really intensified a lot over the last year or so um a lot has happened maybe i'll unravel it some more in other episodes but i'm no stranger to being put in um, challenging situations to maneuver and to grow. I don't know. I feel I feel like I had the capacity for that when I, you know, was a young adult. But now, I guess, you know, being a 30-something, <laughs> it's like, wow, um, how do I not have my life together? <laughs> you know, how is it not how I envisioned it? How is it Why am I still struggling with things? Um, One of the areas, my finances. Um, At one point, I felt like I was pretty stable, like in my late 20s. Or I was getting there, I was starting to, um, you know, meet certain things that I want and all of those things. But then, eh, life happens. Um, Poor choices or... You know, having good intentions, but then the eh, execution—the execution probably needed to be workshopped a bit more. So that's definitely something that I can say. And because of that, um, I—I—I'm now in a place where I'm living month to month, and even though my income is pretty decent it's still not enough to meet my obligations. You know, at first when I thought, okay, you know, I bought a new car, you know, I bought an apartment, those kind of things and um those were fine at the time and then, you know, trying to I didn't I guess I overestimated or sorry, underestimated some things that were happening, you know, there were some health challenges in my, um, in my family life and, um, underestimating how long it would take to, to take, to, sorry, underestimate how long it would take to get a new business flourishing, especially because I closed an old business, I quit corporate and I decided to dive in head first so all the income streams that I had before were just gone and thinking that okay yeah I can do this you know I've done it before and whatever yeah I didn't factor in a lot of things because you know the original plan was taking a lot longer and then I decided to start this other business that wasn't really what I wanted, and there was just a lot, it was just a hot mess, and I'm running out of money, and, you know, I'm taking on more debt, and I'm looking to all these sources, like, um, that that are just not mine, that's not my source of truth, right, I'm looking to all these other um, spiritual people, and um not for spiritual guidance but you know they infuse their spirituality into um, their mentorship and guidance and things like that and you know it 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 felt so misaligned I couldn't really explain it but I realized you know why am I listening to some of these people talking to me about um certain ritualistic kind of mindset and things like that when I do have my own source of truth Um, why am I not praying more I realized I stopped reading the scriptures I stopped praying I stopped doing a lot of things when I was going into this downward spiral and I was just piling on the debt and things like that and I'm not out of it now however I'm in a much better position than I am than I was um maybe even six months ago and you know now I have a plan I have a plan um of course it involves selling a lot of assets but nah. <laughs> you know sometimes sometimes you have to go back to ground zero and build a firmer foundation because i realized that um i was building on a sandy foundation i was not i i did things that were out of alignment with what i knew to be true so for example the church teaches us not to take on any unnecessary debt i did i did um even even you know my car purchase that wasn't necessary Of course, I needed to upgrade my car at the time because it was getting, it was really old. It was like a 15-year-old car and it was starting to deteriorate in the sense that it was costing me a lot more to fix it and to service it. And so I knew at that time I needed to change. But did I need a really, really, did I need to jump to a really high-end or expensive car? No, not at that moment. But I was kind of using it as a distraction. Um, to fill that void that was there because I was also experiencing relationship challenges. Um, You know, I'll probably talk about that in another episode. But this was me doing a strictly emotional purchase. Like, this was not... This is not how I operate normally. Normally, that's not how I operate. But I... I just wanted to do something that I thought I'm doing something for me. I'm doing something I want to do, all of those things. And really, when we go against the things that we know to be true or true north, you know, or north star, that it it really, really messes with your peace of mind because it did with me. I felt uncomfortable taking on that kind of I wouldn't normally take on that kind of debt for like a car loan and but I did it anyway because I thought well you know I have the money to do it I'm and I'm normally a lot more frugal and cautious where I'm like oh well I don't want to take on this much because you know this is gonna decrease like the amount of money I can have for emergency or what if I have to dip into savings? What if something else happens? Funny enough, a few months later, we had a global pandemic, (laughs) which changed a lot of things. And that actually changed my financial situation a whole lot because a lot of things happened during that time. Um, But it was so misaligned The church teaches us to stay away from unnecessary debt. That definitely was not a necessary debt. Um, Maybe I would have needed a car loan, but a significantly smaller one. Significantly. Significantly. Probably something that's not even 1% of my income. Um, But this is like a third of my income right now. Or no, not a third, maybe a quarter. But... And then I did, um, you know, I purchased an apartment and that was just, it seemed good on the surface, which it was. But then I realized that I really didn't have the funds to do the necessary repairs that needed to be done. And um, I wouldn't have been able to furnish it and all of these things that needed to have been done to one, either live in it or to, um, you know, uh, to converted into a rental which was the idea and I'm just you know having to s- splash out all this cash that I don't have and then as I said like income dried up and all of those things but I don't know if any of you can relate to something like this maybe it's not this but I do know that I was spiraling, and I was not doing the things that I would normally do. I would normally pray. I would normally read my scriptures. I would normally go to church. And, um, I mean, I was going via Zoom, but it just wasn't the same, and I didn't have a calling. And then at the same time, there was a lot happening where I was just kind of um, not—I was— yeah i'm i'm listening to the meetings but i really wasn't in church like that um you know there were things that i knew that i needed to probably speak to my bishop about to be more fully active but i was just delaying all of that and stuff so interestingly enough no i'm i'm at a point where things are a lot better but they're still they're still hard because now at least I'm meeting the obligations, but I'm, I'm or well, kind of, I'm <laughs> sort of meeting the obligations, but it's, it's really a stretch. Um, I do have to penny pinch a lot, even when I'm thinking about groceries or gas and things like that. And I knew something I prayed about was selling the car. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, but um where i'm right now cars are getting really expensive and you know you can't even really trust the used car market right now um where i am because you're buying a car that may be good on the surface but then you're probably getting a lemon <laughs> so i'm like it's you know the new cars are really expensive now and then there's some models that they're not carrying anymore that would have been cheaper versions and I'm all in my head about it, and it's making me anxious, and I'm really, really going in and going down that rabbit hole. And, you know, I have prayed about it. Actually, um, I I revisited that um, self-reliance course that the church has, you know, my foundation. I think that's what it's called. I don't remember. But the self-reliance course, and I went through it earlier this year, and I had this distinct prompting that, you know, I need to just focus on getting out of debt. There's a lot of things that I want to do. There's a lot of, um, yeah, there are a lot of things that I want to do that, you know, require money to do it, to be um, a little bit more progressive and to be able to help my family and all those things. But and my family, I don't mean kids. I don't have any kids. <laughs> um, I'm just talking about, like, um parents and that kind of stuff and future family <laughs> but the i had this distinct impression for there's a uh there is a unit about money management or managing finances and the video has two kids and they're they're literally talking about, you know, husband going to work and then he got paid and they're paying their tithing and then they're um, putting down a little bit for say no, paying tithing and then they're paying some expense and they have something left over. And, you know, the little girl who's supposed to be the wife is saying, oh, well, you know, let's back, we need a new chair. We need this, we need that. And the little boy who is the husband is saying, but we don't have money for all of that. And then she said, oh, we could borrow. And he's like, the church says not to borrow. And she's like, okay, well, I guess he's like, well, we could save it. you know, And then we could buy the chair another time. But I got a distinct impression going through that unit that, you know, focus on getting out of debt because the Lord doesn't want you to be in debt because it makes you unhappy. I don't know about you, but I've experienced having creditors call me and having to hide from creditors from the phone calls because it's freaking me out and I don't know what to tell them because I don't know when I'm going to get that next paycheck to be, to, to say, okay, yes, I can make this payment. And it was a source of, um, unhappiness, discomfort, because it's all great when you're doing well, but then when you're not, um, that's when you actually feel the burden of Um, the debt and not everybody has you know the recourse for missing a payment isn't always the greatest Um, you know some some creditors are very understanding and and they try to help and then others not so much not so much at all they just want you to pay at all cost they'll just tell you well I don't know sell your house or something and pay pay me that's the vibe So um, all of this rambling to say, I got a distinct impression that I need to get out of debt as soon as possible. That's what I need to focus on. And interestingly enough, in this last general conference, no, before that, so I've been kind of going back and forth in my mind about it sometimes, like, oh, selling the car, but then what's going to happen, and all of that stuff. Um, I guess this is where faith comes in. Um, Interestingly enough, I tend to do a word for the year. This year, I did a phrase for the year, and my phrase was faith over fear, because I really wanted to increase my faith. Um, And as I was listening to General Conference um, this October, the talk by Elder um it's out now it's called a framework for personal revelation there's something that he said in there that really resonated with me because i'm actually going to quote it to you he said when we ask for a revelation about something for which god has already given clear direction we open ourselves up to misinterpreting our feelings and hearing what we want to hear a man once told me about his struggles to stabilize his family's financial situation. He had the idea to embezzle funds as a solution, prayed about it, and felt he had received affirmative revelation to do so. I knew he had been deceived because he sought revelation contrary to the commandment of God. The prophet Joseph Smith warned, Nothing is greater injury to the children of men than to be under the influence of a false spirit when they think they have the spirit of God. That's powerful. That spoke to me um, because it made me think about me selling the car. It sounds so silly and it sounds, you know, it, it just sounds so silly. And it's just a car, right? Uh, I guess it's just what it represented in terms of, wow, this was actually, the, I felt like this was one purchase that I did for me. And, you know, it was... Um I guess one of those um luxury purchases because I don't usually I'm I tend to be very frugal and I'm not spending that much and stuff, so it's like, oh my gosh, this one time. And then it's like, how am I going to replace like what am I going to replace this with? That in itself was a bit scary. <laughs> um, but I've prayed about it before and again I've gotten that distinct revelation. Sometimes, sometimes you may pray about something and well, I know this happens for me. I don't not necessarily get an answer right there and then. But maybe I'm reading a scripture. Maybe I'm listening to a talk. Maybe I'm talking to somebody and they say something and I get that distinct impression Like the Holy Spirit makes it manifest to me that this is the answer to that concern, that prayer, that question. And so I knew that... You know, I've been praying about my situation from before. And then earlier this month when I actually, sorry, earlier this year, when I actually just went through that course, it's, it's my, I did it myself. It, it wasn't being done at church at the time. But I just went through it because, you know, it's on your Gospel Library app. So I went through it and everything. And I got that distinct impression to get out of debt. Why am I back and forthing right now when I have the opportunity to sell this car, right? And I'm... Trying to pray about it again to be like, oh, you know, Lord, I could get. Uh, my employer gives, you know, really cheap loans. Maybe I should just get um, a loan as a as as one of the employee benefits to see if I could maybe refinance this loan and all all of those things were going through my mind, and I realized that. When I heard that talk and I heard that specific phrase, it was for me to say, No, no. What you are trying, the answer you are trying to get is something that is contrary to what, um, it's contrary to the Lord's commandments. And by the way, this is by no means bashing anybody that has consumer debt because I have consumer debt. Hello. <laughs> but what I am saying is, I have it, but. I need to reduce it because it is a it is a real strain. It is a source of discomfort and unhappiness in my life. Um, it is affecting my ability to um, be self reliant to the point where I can help my parents who are also now retired and who are, you know, they they have, um, um, you know, non communicable illnesses and the medical bills are really high you know and I'm unable to help them anymore like I was able to earlier but now I'm in a position where I can't really help them because of all of this that's happening with me so I need to get that fixed you know and take back control of my life and that that talk in conference really spoke to me in that way and i think sometimes sometimes we're looking for more um, more what i'm not sure i think sometimes we know the we know the gospel we know certain things right we've 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 heard them a lot But it hasn't really, we haven't allowed it to like marinate. So I know that we came to earth to one, gain a body. But we also came to earth to experience mortal trials and to overcome them through faith in the Savior, Jesus Christ. My brain knows it, and I guess my spirit knows it, you know, my heart knows it, but at the same time, there are times when I do things that are contrary to that, you know, wanting an easy life. I don't think that's a crime to want an easy life, but it's just to know that this life was... It was never meant to be easy. It was meant to be challenging. But we're not alone. And we're not sent here to fail. We do, however, have to trust in our Heavenly Father. We have to trust that He is giving us the right direction. Right? That um, He gave us jesus christ who is the way he is the way to overcoming the adversities that face us in mortality he is the way for us to return to our heavenly father and to live with them both again but i think sometimes we forget that i know i forget that sometimes and i think especially being in the church for a while um you know i I was a convert to the church in my you know as a young adult as a young adult I converted to the church Um, I knew about it when I was I don't remember how old but I know the first time that missionaries taught my family I when when we were investigating I was um, young women age in that age group um, and they they joined the church but then I didn't I I took a while to join I didn't join until um I was a young adult um in my early 20s that's that's when I joined but having been in, having been in the church for a decade now it's how do I say it um I guess the novelty wears off a bit you know sometimes I don't feel that spark that I don't feel like A shiny new penny I don't feel I guess that wow that I that I think I need to feel and the truth is you won't feel that all the time you won't you really really won't and those are the times in particular that we need to hold on to the iron rod those are the times when we need to reach out to our savior and ask him to help us help us to feel that delight from the gospel feel that joy that the gospel brings and and being obedient to the commandments what that brings because sometimes it doesn't feel good sometimes it there's just nothing there there's no spark right and then in those moments in those moments that's when the adversary is just there in the sidelines waiting to just pounce i felt that that's why you know, in um, the Book of Mormon, it talks about, I, I can't remember where it is right now, but it talks about, you know, um, the watchman at the tower and, you know, how we need to ensure that we are being aware and that we're praying over our flocks, praying over our house, praying over everything, right? Because we need to know that at any moment we can falter, Um So we need to be vigilant in, even when we don't feel like it, we're still doing the things that we need to do because when those low moments come, um, it's that discipline that we've cultivated, right, that is going to remind us that we need to rely on the Savior, right? That we need to rely on the Savior and that we are His and that he can help us through anything. And there are times when I feel very lost, um, and I feel like not praying and I feel like no. You know, you know I, I don't want to bother Heavenly Father with this because this is so petty and I, I feel dumb for going to him. And those are the moments we need to go to him. Um I can't even say today, you know, I was feeling some of that t- today and it's okay to go to him pouring out our hearts in tears if we need to um, because he will give us that comfort. He may not give us the answer that we want and he may not solve the issue right away. But something I'm trying to keep in mind especially is that he can see farther down the line than I can. I'm only seen today. And I'm so only seen today. And I can only remember what has happened before today. But he's seen tomorrow. He's seen a week from now. He's seen um a month from now. A year from now. Ten years from now. So I need to trust that. I need to have faith that he will guide me. And I just need to do what he has asked me to do it's a little challenging right now especially um trying to sell the car because i have to um i have to change the tires um because i still have to drive it and i was like wow now i'm going to have to spend this money to change this change the tires and and you know do something else with it but it's fine i just need to find it and spend it and get it sold because it will definitely profit me in the long run because i'll be able to get back that income that i am paying out every single month on this really expensive car loan and you know i'll be able to eat better <laughs> it's kind of funny because getting back that money will actually allow me to be able to eat a lot healthier because, no, there are things that I can afford that I couldn't afford before. Mm, you know? So I guess sometimes it's how you look at it. I hope through all of this, it's a little chaotic, through all of this, one thing to remember is that, you know, we're not perfect. I'm far from perfect. I feel like I've made every single mistake that I could possibly make you know, even prior to joining the church, or, and I mean, I've made a lot of mistakes, even being a member of the church. But I am grateful for repentance, and sometimes it's hard feeling like you're going to be judged, especially if you need to see the bishop to repent. And it's scary, but it's really in our heads, because... The Lord put these people there to help us because we cannot carry our burdens, the burden of sin alone. The Savior is there to carry it for us. He has paid the price, but it's hard for us to go through that process of being renewed again. And that's why, you know, our leaders are there to help us to start that renewal process And to help us to hand over that burden to the Savior. And I know that because um, I've experienced it. And I really did feel like a weight was lifted off of me. Maybe I'll talk about that some other time on another episode. But General Conference, these men are really called off God, And I know that President Russell M. Nelson is the prophet of today and that he is called of God and that even though we may not always agree with every single thing that is said every single commandment or anything just trust that it's there for our you know for our profit and learning like or for our good in the end it will only help us It will help us to grow. It will help us to be safe. It will help us to find real happiness. I'll update you to let you know how this car sale goes. (laughs) Um, It's a little stressful right now because I'm a little short on cash. And I'm just waiting till the next pay cycle. However, I'm really hoping that I'll be able to get this sold really soon. And that my situation can improve a lot. But I do feel joy at the thought of even just getting rid of it Uh, a uh, a few months ago I I didn't feel any joy from it but I feel that joy knowing that wow I'm one step closer to being debt-free it's an amazing feeling um I can't wait to be completely debt-free like this is the first time I've actually been in like real debt you know so that was also scary and that's 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 kind of the trigger for a lot of the anxiety that I've been having because having to manage all of that um without dying of hunger pretty much you know you know these things especially when it's not the upside of life right now it's the downturn it It gets really, it can really get to you. It can really get to you. And so that's really one of the triggers. Um, So I'm going to end this podcast here. It's a little long. I'm not sure what the final edit will look like, but I'm really not trying to chop off too much because I really do want this to be as authentic as possible. I do hope that this resonates with you, um, that you can relate This is me just sharing my story, partially for a creative outlet, and also um, hoping that, you know, others can feel they're not alone in this. I know that I have not always been um, the best disciple, but I know that Christ lives and that he is our Savior, and I know that if we reach out to him, you know, with a broken heart, with a contrite spirit, with all of our concerns and really seeking an answer, seeking comfort and having the faith to know that we will get that. I know that he will provide that for us because He is the Prince of Peace, and he has perfect empathy. I don't understand it, and I don't need to understand it, but he has perfect empathy. and I hope to one day be able to have even half of that empathy that he has, Um, but he knows exactly how to succor us each and every one of us and I know that he and our heavenly father they are mindful of us they know us personally they know us personally you might think they don't but they do they really really do and they just want us to succeed and that's my testimony in the name of Jesus Christ Amen.